Your fever is high and the pressure to log in at work is too. But when you finally decide to take care of you, there's Instacart. Just because that one perfect coworker of yours is attending all meetings, camera on while she's sneezing, coughing, and aching, doesn't mean you have to do the same. Take it from us. Trying to stay on top of things will only get you further behind. Instead, get everything from tissues and teas to cough suppressants and comforting soups delivered through Instacart in as fast as 30 minutes. If anyone needs anything, they can just redirect their questions to that one perfect coworker. Worker of yours. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. US Q3 2023. We're expecting to hear from Andy Reid in just a couple of minutes. Remember, because of the Saturday game, today's like a Friday in their world. So a quick little Friday-ish type of press conference for maybe Andy. maybe a little longer because it's the postseason we'll see who knows yeah and maybe he gets at, maybe it's longer today because he gets asked about Bill Belichick and Nick Saban it wouldn't surprise me I saw this stat during the break though this just puts the greatness of both of them really and, and add Pete Carroll to this mix on a lesser scale this came from Bet Labs since 2000 there have been 24 Super Bowls 24 college football title games Saban Carroll Belichick have coached in 22 of them that's 46 percent and won 15 of them, which is 31%. So they've won 31% of all titles? Yeah, let's go out to Arrowhead and hear from Andy Reid. Uh, Wanye Morris will be listed as out. Um, everybody else has a chance uh, taking the two receivers day-to-day that we talked about. So um, we'll see how they, they go. Uh, look forward to the challenge of playing the Dolphins uh, again. Uh, should be a great environment up at the stadium here. and uh, you know, I know our fans will be Fired up and ready to go. Um, so, uh, with that time, George. Are you thinking Donovan Smith will be ready to go? Yeah, yeah. Will he, uh, will he start for you? Uh, probably. You say the two receivers, uh, Rashid and Tony, right? Uh, no, Justin Ross and, and Tony, yeah. If Tony does play, what do you expect from him? Um, it'd be limited, limited role, yeah. Coach. Um, Travis takes a beating all the time because he's getting all kinds of attention. To have that week off, are you expecting a, a fresh and restore? I mean, have you seen him practice a little more pep in his step? Um, yeah, well, I think the time off, yeah, helped the guys that had the time off, him being one of them. He's had a lot of snaps, you know, in his, in his time. So any time off like that uh, definitely helps. Coach, a couple things have happened around the league the last couple of days. Bill Belichick today is stepping away from New England. I wonder if you just thoughts on competing with him all these years and, and Pete Carroll yesterday competed with him a lot. Yeah, no, those are two great coaches. I, I, you know, I mentioned after our game that Bill's the best I've gone against. So um, I don't know if they're done coaching or not, but I know yeah, they're done at that particular, at their spot. So, uh, but great coaches, phenomenal coaches. One of the things that Bill did for all those years was he was deeply involved in the personnel, and I know you did that for a while. Yeah. Do you believe he did that for all those years? Yeah, that's, yeah, that's a tough thing to do for, for that long. He, he did it well, though, so, yeah, great. Well, with Belichick and, and then Nick Saban, they both kind of revolutionized the defense uh, in college and in the pros, and with you kind of revolutionizing offense in the pros, this, is, it kind of a, is it something you look at on their side of defense where it's like the thing that they've made kind of 
Movable to be used. Yeah, well, I'd, I'd put Pete in that with that whole Seattle three deal that they had going. That's a, I mean, they uh, those guys are tough. They were tough to compete against you know, because of that. They, you know, they great adjusters for you. And what you're throwing at them on one side, they're throwing some stuff back at you, and they did a nice job adjusting. So. Coach, I know you've been outside and you guys have been working out there and you're dressed up a little more, but the sub-zero-ness, it's probably the coldest that is ever going to be here for a playoff game to this point. Was there anything you could do to prepare people for that? No, I, listen, um, no. I mean, it's cold's cold. For you, me, I mean, it's cold, cold is cold, but you go do your thing. That's, that's how you, you go play. I mean, do you tell them to go play and then go stand by the warmer and then put their, I mean, are, are there certain things that, you know, there's one, there's one thing. With? There's one thing you don't have to do, and that's to tell them to stand by the warmer. <laughs> 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 Andy, um, I know this topic question gets asked just about this time every year, but considering with Pete and with Bill, do you intend to be the coach next season? I, I haven't even thought about that, Nate. I mean, I'm thinking about one thing, I, I, I figured that would come up when you guys were asking these questions, because I'm old, so, but not that old. Coach, yesterday I interviewed a guy who took a class from you at the University of Missouri, Introduction to Football, you and the assistant coaches taught it, and he changed his major to education, and for the last 31 years, he's been a football coach and a teacher in high school, and he, he said that you kindled something in, in the offensive coordinator, Dirk Hunter. Can you, do you remember that class? Do you remember? I do. A lot of fun. That was a fun class uh, to be a part of. Yeah. So, yeah, I do remember it. Uh, he said that you had an interesting way to coach offensive line, marry the hips. Yeah, do you want me to explain? <laughs> <laughs> we'll pass on that one. <laughs> yeah. You good? All right, great. Thank All right, you. Good. All right, that's Andy Reid. Real quick, injury front, Wani Morris, as expected, not going to play on Saturday, and they really don't have any Detroit. Donovan Smith, who's been practicing all week, is, is going to probably play left tackle for the Chiefs. Uh, Canarius Tony, he, said, he says if Tony plays, he's going to be uh, you know limited in some fashion. Towards the end, though, we knew the question was going to be asked about Andy Reid and his future after Pete Carroll uh, is no longer the head coach in Seattle, after Bill Belichick is is going to leave New England, after Nick Saban retired, and naturally Andy Reid's going to be asked about it. At first, he, he said he hadn't thought about retiring or not being, not being the Chiefs coach next year. But then in the same answer, he said, you're asking because I'm old. Not that, he's like, I'm not that old. Here, we yeah. can play it again. I haven't even thought about that, Nate. I mean, I'm thinking about one thing. I, I, I figured that would come up when you guys were asking these questions because I'm old. So, but not that old. I mean, I, I, I that took is that. the most I'm coming. Yeah. Like, I'm yeah. not going anywhere That's, answer ever. Yeah, from saying initially, like, oh, I haven't thought about it, but then basically being like, yeah, it's because I'm old, but not that old. That tells me, like, yeah, I'm not ready to. You know, I'm not ready. I'm not old enough to hang this thing up yet. Look, I understand that things can change. Did you take the it that Super way? Bowl, and I did not take this as like people would be like, it's deflecting. He doesn't want to answer. Like, mm -hmm. no. no, that I've listened to Andy Reid press conferences a lot in my life. I'm telling you right now, that's Andy Reid's way of saying I'm not going anywhere. It's like I know why you're asking. I'm old. Yeah. I'm not that old. Mm -hmm. As in, I'm not planning on retiring yet. All the guys you're talking about are older than me. Get off my ass. I'm planning on coaching. And look, I think Andy's general answer to anything, anything related to either the past or the future, 
Where do you think you'll be five years from now, Andy? Or where do you think you were five years from now is I'm worried about football literally this week against the Miami Dolphins. And I do not think that that is something Andy says just to say it. I think Andy actually tries to operate and live his life under that regard. That the only thing that matters right now is how he is going to try to beat the Miami Dolphins. Yeah, and I think, as you said, he do- he doesn't like to reflect yet. He's always said, like, I'll reflect yeah. one day. So that's just typically his mentality. I, By the way, it's a... It's a, it's a question that needed to be asked, though. It's a perfect sure. time to ask the question with all due respect to our friend Sean Barber, who's in our group text, uh, thinking it wasn't a correct question. I'm sorry. It absolutely was. Um, that's the question you have to ask. When I, other coaches at around his age are retiring or stepping altogether. away. Yeah. It's a very fair question. And he, knew it was, it. and he even acknowledged he knew it was coming. Um, but, yeah, I, I took that as of, like, I'm yeah. I'm not thinking about it. I don't want to talk about it. But yeah, I'm not that old. Like move along. Like that's kind of how I took it. Uh, I'm locked into to Saturday's game. That's kind of how said I the took Bills it. The best he's ever coached against, which I yeah. imagine. Yeah. Every coach in the entire NFL would how, say. How can that not be your answer if you're right currently now. in the league? Well, unless you're one of the guys that could maybe be considered better than him at some point, and that guy's Andy. So you can't yeah. say I'm the best I've ever coached against. <laughs> that wouldn't make any sense. Yeah. Yeah. As far as Wanye in this game, look, he's been in concussion protocol. Saturday was going to be way too quick of a turnaround uh, when you're in concussion protocol. Donovan Smith has practiced for numerous days in a row, and he's been out already for five weeks. I mean, he has to be the guy who steps up. It sounds like he will. Yeah, they need to start left tackle. I mean, that one-year veteran that you signed in the offseason. I understand he hadn't played great. He was also hurt. Wanye Morris is a rookie. He's going to struggle. I don't think it actually is a drop-off or anything. I think it's about the same, if not a little upgrade, actually, with Donovan Smith. We were talking one day long-term how beneficial it could be if he was that guy. But for a playoff game, I actually think Donovan Smith is a better option considering where things are at. Honestly, I'd have been fine with either. I don't think that there's a tangible difference in the level of play at the moment. So like you said, sure, take the veteran yeah. versus the A healthy the other. Donovan Smith I do think is better. I, I will say this. I probably would have taken a uh, – had been playing a lot more recently Wanye. Because he's going to be cold off the bench, hasn't played. Everybody's going to be cold, my guy. Yeah, five or six weeks. Speaking of which, by the way, (laughs) we spent a lot of time talking about. There's a couple things to know about Arrowhead. One, they are going to have warming stations for you. Two, you can stand on cardboard again. It's back. Three, for as much as everyone was making a big deal about the weather here, most recent weather report in Buffalo isn't looking good. This report from the National Weather Service, increasing likelihood of a chance of a strong band of lake effect snow could be near or over Orchard Park for the game on Sunday. Wind gusts to 40 miles an hour, creating possible whiteout conditions where this band sets up. High temperatures, 21 degrees. Make sure you're bundled up. So they could have, by the way, love this news from a weather report. If there's like a, hey, how do the Steelers stay in this game? Make it so that like nobody can do anything because the game has to end 6-3. Yeah, I mean, it, oh, fit, please. it, it fits the Steelers' please, mentality. Please, please. I just think not having T.J. Watt, though, is also just yeah, a sure. Now, it is the lowest total of the week. Some of it is because the Steelers' offense stinks, but some of it is the weather. 36.5 is the over-under for that oh game. God, it is by like far a- the lowest. The Chiefs game has gone down, but it's still – it's actually got up a half point in the 24 hours, but it was 47, went to 43. It's now up to 44.5, but by far – the Pittsburgh and Buffalo game is, is the lowest, 36 and a half. Then it's uh, the Eagles-Bucks game, and then it's the Chiefs um, game tied with the, the Browns and Texans game in terms of, of all that. But, yeah, the weather's not going to be great in, in Buffalo either, which is what you would suspect uh, around this time of the year. The more surprising probably for a lot of people is just that it's as cold as it's going to be in, in Kansas City on Saturday night. Miserable. It re- I mean, it, it re- Miserably I mean, cold. It really is. I think as Channing Crowder said to us at noon, I mean, it's just like, 
Nah, man, it's cold. I, you know. And then him telling the story of 2008 of Joey Porter being like, we're men. We're not wearing shirts. And, and then they were out there seconds. for 15 seconds. He's like, we should probably get our coats. You're like, yeah, man. I, my guess still is that Tyreek Hill runs out of the, during like early warmups, runs out shirtless because that's just, that's just Travis Kelsey. Uh, Travis Kelsey. Okay. So you said, Travis, let's go out there right now. My bad. Travis Kelsey at the podium. Just what's your approach to playoffs this year with everything that has been going on this season? Excited, man. Excited to get out there. Um, I know we got a big challenge with Miami coming in, and uh, sure enough, uh, who doesn't love playoff football at Arrowhead, baby? Growing the playoff beard out? Um, I've been growing this thing out for a while now. <laughs> um, see how far I can take it, man. Travis, what did, uh, what did resting last week do for you? Say it again? What did resting last week do for you? Um, I just feel like... Uh, Especially it being a short week, being able to get out here and put some good work in with the guys. And uh, I felt like we, uh, as a collective unit, we came in and uh, put in a great week of work. I wonder if you could take us back through the conversation to not play last week. Coach said it's up to you, really, to try to get those 16 yards or whatever. At the end of the day, I just didn't care enough about it. I felt like I could get some rest and let the guys go out there and just play the game instead of worrying about getting this old guy 16 yards, man. It just never felt right, man. You have uh, talked for several years now about legacy and stuff like that. But you're talking more about team legacy, Super Bowls, than legacy like a thousand. Yeah, those. Yeah, I mean, uh, I think without a doubt, um, I'm thinking more Super Bowls when I talk legacy, um, and just um, having that desire to to be um, a certain type of teammate day in day out, and having channeling that right mindset for sure. Travis, when you played Miami and Germany. What can you take from that game? How, how different are these two teams as they battle for a um, Well, uh, first thing is that uh, they have a really good uh, secondary. I think that it's one of their best secondaries in the league. Um, that being said, uh, Fangio's got them playing very good as a collective unit. Um, they fly around, they play physical football. And um, with that being said, we got to be able to control the line of scrimmage and um, make third downs a lot easier uh, with good plays and uh, Good movement on first and second. Travis, I know um, this isn't front of your mind now, but a month and a half ago you had an interview where you mentioned that you think about retirement. Just wondering if you made I mean, a decision. Do you, you guys think about retirement? Am I the only one in this boat? <laughs> no. Is anybody else in this thing? All right. <laughs> Whoever's not thinking about stuff down down the road, you know, I, I blame you. I think it's uh, it's just I have no reason to stop playing football, man. I love it. Um, we still have success. Um, come in with the with the right mindset, and uh, I just love the challenge that it gives me every single day uh, to try and be at my best. And like I said, I have no uh, no desire to stop anytime soon. But you said you thought about it. What would you do if you were playing football? Um, that's the point. The the off season, you know, being able to get out there and really find uh, find what you love to do. And um, I've been fortunate to do uh, a few things. Uh, outside of the sports world that I that I've been enjoying doing, like getting on camera, the SNL stuff uh, kind of opened up a new happiness and a new uh, maybe a new career path for me. But um, it's it's funny for me to even say that at this point in my career because I think uh, it's so much further down the road than uh, than it is right now. Travis, when you get a break like you did last week, you have had so much attention from all the defenses. They play you physical. They they try to disrupt everything. You're the main guy. Did you get any perspective on maybe a way to, I don't know, handle that kind of attention or what you can do to kind of 
somehow you know kind of free up a little bit with yeah, there's video? still ways to impact the game and that's uh in the run game being able to be a good blocker in the pass game uh running my routes accordingly to get other guys open if it's possible um you know getting a lot of attention you you can you can free up a lot of guys and uh, i think that's the biggest thing is you're still finding ways to help out the team uh even if they are quote unquote taking you away but um yeah is love there, the challenge i apologize travis in your 11 years in the league now between the the hyper extended games you know in week one and just the little mix and games that go in throughout the year and the challenges with the offense has this been the most challenging year for you maybe um man i would have to go down the list a year by year but um I've enjoyed the challenge of this year. Um, obviously, the same, not the same success, but um, it's a different, uh, it's a different journey, and you just got to appreciate uh, every journey as they come along, man. What about this challenge? Have you enjoyed? Um, it's like I said, it's just new. It's new. It's a new feel. It's a new, uh, it's a new challenge to you know find ways to get open. It's a new challenge to find ways to get wins. Uh, I think uh, I went up to. A, who after one game or during one game and said, man, we just got to become a team that just grinds these games out, man. It's not the same NFL as it was for us a few years ago. And for whatever reason, you know, it, when it comes down to third, fourth quarter, we just got to be able to grind it out as a team. And uh, I think uh, I think everybody understands that. At what point have you all understood that, you know, the, the points just are not going to come as much as like they used to? Um, you know, I think, uh, I think you're always at a – trying to challenge yourself to have that, you know, to, to get back to that su success because those are the expectations you set for yourself, right? So it's not just accepting it. Um, it's still trying to main, still trying to get to those goals, but at the same time, uh, understand situational football towards the end of games and uh, be there when your team needs you the most. What's the key to locking in on the playoffs? I mean, you feel a difference in the air right now. At this point in the year, you just know you got a special team. You know, you, you've gone through the ups and downs of the season. You find yourself uh, sitting in the playoffs, and uh, anything can happen in the dance. couple you, more. You have so much playoff experience yourself, and even your young guys have a lot of playoff experience because you won the Super Bowl last year. How important is that, and can you maybe remember what it was like your very first playoff game? There wasn't a lot of people on this team who had, who had playoff experience at that point. Um. I mean, it's just going to be really fast. It, it is what it is. The playoffs are that much faster, and um, it kind of gradually goes steps as you go along in the playoffs. And um, you got to practice that much harder. You know, it's uh, it's not necessarily that you're practicing harder. You're just practicing with that much more focus on the little things. And uh, and it's because you know things happen faster in the in the playoffs. And it's um, it can be overwhelming, but at the same time, I think that's why you got good leaders. Guys that are uh, that have been there, and we've been fortunate to have those guys. The experience is valuable, though. Oh yeah, I mean, guys are just flying around. They, they don't know what they don't know, baby. <laughs> <laughs> we'll close it out with Adam and then Nate. Travis, um, you talked a minute ago about how this has been a different kind of journey for you guys. You mm -hmm. had to find different ways to get the job done. Has that had an effect on Pat? You think one way or the other? I mean, we're all growing in this thing together. It is, you know, I think uh, Coach Reed, even over the course of his career, has. Uh, He's had um, he's had some ups and downs, but understands you know um, what it takes to get there, and so you just you latch onto those leaders and, uh, and and you take advice when you can and just roll with the punches because we all are still kind of learning in this thing together. Um, every single season is going to be different, and you got to accept it. And Travis, um, I know you obviously had a moment with Tyreek after the game in Germany. Um, just how much have you thought about having time during Saturday's game to to watch? what he's like 
to perform in Arrowhead for the first time as an opponent? Um, you know what? Uh, I expect KC to give him nothing but love um, until he's until he's putting up the peace sign or something <laughs> like that. Um, then he might hear a few boos. But uh, who he was for this community is um, it speaks volumes. You know, every single every single kids can't be had. He made it his his uh, his effort to go out and shake those hands and. Uh, give those kids an experience that never have again, and um, you know that's why Tyreek is loved in this city, and he'll, he'll forever be loved in this city because of who he was off the field uh, in this community as well, man. So uh, it's gonna be uh, it's gonna be electric just to see him, man. He's always uh, he's always one of the best football players in the league when he's on the field. So. All right, thanks, guys. All right, that was Travis Kelsey. A lot there from Travis. I think most notably asked about his future a little bit, and because he did have an article a month or so ago where he was quoted saying, hey, I think about retirement all the time. And then Travis kind of joked. He's like, well, don't you guys all think about retirement? Um, I don't. I, I may think, never get I to think, retire, I Travis, but I think most people do. I think it's a little bit, yeah. I mean, hey, if you got like 30 mil in the bank, I think you can think about retirement a little bit quicker. But he said, quote, I have no reason to stop playing football. I have no desire to stop anytime soon. Now, I'm not saying anybody's ever said that and not changed their mind, but that's pretty damn definitive, especially if you hear the audio of him it, w- like we all did a second ago or a few couple minutes ago. That was pretty definitive uh, to kind of quash, uh, squash some of the rumors. Yeah, I would think so. If you had any thought like, what if Travis won the Super Bowl and, you know, he just wanted to like go overseas and hang out with Taylor, for, which no one blame him. Take your tens of millions of dollars, go kick it in like foreign countries with your incredibly famous... I, girlfriend nobody would blame you but i mean listen to the way he talked about it it's not just a joke he's like don't you think about retirement like you said but then he's like i love it i have no desire to stop doing this thing like he is motivated to keep playing football i don't care if it's to get tony's record for receiving yardage even though he didn't care about the 16 yards in the final game or if it's just to keep playing and honestly and i've told you my stance on keep adding rings man that's what it is how good i think travis kelsey can remain even into his older age and i know that this was a bigger challenging season going forward but I still think that Travis has this and better in him from what I saw this year. And oh, it's good to hear him say it. Yeah. I don't know about better, better than this year is what I'm saying. Okay. I mean, you, okay. Yeah. I mean, look, we'll, well, that's the debate, right? Of the off season. We'll have plenty sure. of time to talk about. We'll be okay. If he is back in the future, can you count on the same production when he's 35 or when he's 34? Right? Yeah. That's, that's the debate. That's, that's a decision that the chiefs are going to have to be very uh, smart about. Right. Obviously, he's part of the future if he decides to continue to himself be part of the future at his playing football. But if there is a point, can you go into a season counting on a thousand, or is it, hey, another great tight end season, but it's a seven hundred and fifty or eight hundred? Yeah. Nobody's saying that's terrible, but that means you better fix the wide receiver spot if all of a sudden that happens. That's an off-season conversation. I don't want to get too far down that road, but it's and it is make his life way, a little easier. The sure. way he said it, uh, that was pretty strong in terms of. Uh, did you think anyway. he was retiring after this game or something if they were to lose? Both him you and know, Andy. Whatever. I mean, yeah, both and, asked about the yeah. early retirement. He's like, I know you're asking because I'm old. I'm not that old. And then mm-hmm. Travis is like, I have no reason to not keep playing football. This is what I love to do. Look, he's got two years left on his deal. I think when that is coming up have a conversation or realistically, maybe even after next year when he's got one year left on his deal. And if he wants to play beyond that, that would be about the time you would be talking extension with the Kansas city chiefs. Cause I will say this. We talk about players leaving all the time. I don't Travis playing anywhere, but here I agree. I I mean, I would say that about very few, very few players. I'm more confident. Travis is never not playing here than Mahomes. Sure. On the off chance. He's like 42 years old and, 
well, look picks how up like ended, Tom Brady look or whatever. How it's ended for Rodgers and Brady and Russell Wilson and these other older quarterbacks. You know, so, yeah, I mean, there's definitely more gray area on Mahomes 10 years from now, 15 years from now. I'm pretty sure he's Kelsey. playing his entire yeah. career here, too. But I'm with you on Kelsey. Like, I just, yeah, he's retiring whenever it is as a chief, whether it's a year from now or three or four years from now or, or two weeks. You know what I mean? Like he is, he is, he will retire as a chief. As far as dollar amounts, if you're wondering uh, cap hit next year for Travis, 15 mil. Remember they restructured some stuff yep. a couple years ago, $19 million when he's 36 in 2025. Hopefully that is a dollar amount at that point. We're like, Oh yeah, totally still worth it. I mean, tight ends are still underpaid. So if he's still a 900 yard receiver, it's cheap. Yeah. We'll see how things stand at that point. A thousand yard but. receiver. It's cheap. Uh, coming up next, we had a chance to check in with our guy, Dane and Hughes, a little bit earlier today. He, of course, will be on the call. He also played in plenty of cold weather games, perhaps a game in the 90s against the Colts that some of you may remember. We'll get into that and what he makes of Tyree Kill's return. When the whole family comes together to watch the game, nobody wants to miss a second of the action to run to the grocery store. With Instacart, you can get all your weekly groceries in as fast as an hour. Less time shopping means more game time. Let's go. Visit instacart.com to get free delivery on your first three orders. Offer valid for a limited time. $10 minimum per order. Additional terms apply. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Back here on Cody and Gold. Thanks for hanging out with us on a Thursday. Tomorrow, Red Friday in Kansas City. Playoff edition. We got our third annual playoff Pilsner beer release party out at Cinder Block Brewery. Starts at 6 p.m. You also have an opportunity to uh, to take some to-go cans, right? Basically, or some cans of the same El Padron Pilsner. For those of you that maybe uh, just got to pop in for a little, maybe you can't stay. You're on the way home. That's another option. But we'd love to have you out there tomorrow. Dusty's going to be doing his after-hours show live on the air and a lot of times we end up popping on the show with him as well. And the entire 610 crew is going to be out there. Maybe some of you haven't had a chance to meet Drew before. He'll be out there. We'll all be out there. It's going to be a ton of fun. The night before, the Chiefs hopefully kick off a little long, unexpected nationally playoff run. Uh, Plus, Carrington's promising left-right center, apparently, to the entire audience. I still don't know how that's going to play out, but I'm sure we'll go with it. I think he's got the wrong game. Yeah, I've got a gambling dreidel. It just spins on the table, and we can throw the ones in that way. Left-right center's a little more complicated. He's also been to this before. I don't know how feasible this will. This usually is a packed event, and we're constantly, obviously, talking to people. I don't know how you're just going to get, like, 12 people in one spot to do this without having a bunch of other. Anyway, we'll see how it plays out. I'm looking forward to it. Looking forward to meeting some of you. Some I mean, of you I like that we've, gamble, we've so. met before. Yeah, I, I hate to gamble. <laughs> I just hate it. Uh, so we'll, we'll have some fun uh, tomorrow night. All right, earlier we caught up with our guy, Dane and Hughes. He, of course, will be... At Arrowhead, nice and warm, though, Dane and Hughes at Arrowhead in the broadcast booth while a guy, Josh Klingler, is on the sidelines. We'll be listening, but uh, we started our conversation joking with Dane about the weather. 
<laughs> yes, we are. We will be warm in the confines, the closed confines of the radio booth at Arrowhead Stadium. So, yeah, we feel for Kling. We'll be praying for him, but uh, I do not envy him at all. What's the coldest game you played in? I mean, you played in Kansas City for starters. And, and yeah, and you played in the – yeah, you were on the Midwest your whole playing career. Yeah, I played – well, I played against the Colts in 96 in that playoff game, which was freezing. Um, uh, the coldest game I've been to was actually the AFC Championship when we played Tom Brady and the Patriots. I thought that was freezing day just to be there uh, doing the pregame and postgame shows. Uh, but from a playing standpoint, playing against the Colts in that playoff game in 96 was as cold as I could have remember. Yes. And it's supposed to be colder, of course, this Saturday. Actually, I, the reference I made on Twitter, which actually feels right, Dana, for this is they're letting fans bring in cardboard. They had kind of stopped doing that. But it's going to be so cold. They're going to let them bring in cardboard. And essentially, the Chiefs are playing Marty Ball offense. We're back in the 90s. <laughs> yeah. We're going to have a little flashback to <laughs> three yards in a cloud of snow, I guess you could say. Um, but, yeah, it's going to be interesting. I mean, I think this is one of those games where the toughness is going to prevail. Who's going to be tougher? Who's going to allow uh, the elements to affect them? They're catching, they're running, they're tackling. The tackling part is the key. Uh, I, I was talking with some people earlier this week, and I said, you go back and look at film. I know my, our buddy Sean Barber always likes to watch the All-22, and Binkley does too. But if you go back and watch games in September, and this is – Yearly, this is in every level: college, high school, uh, pro level, etc. Go back and watch early season games, and then go back and watch late season games. Same season, same guys, and you just see different techniques. Not that they're doing it on purpose, but the 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 weather affects you subconsciously. Do you wrap up in your tackling, or do you just try to shoot your body through a ball carrier? Do you hold the ball tighter? Uh, and then that makes you less shifty when you're running the ball. Um, then when you when it's warm out, you catch the ball with your hands when it's warm out, and now you catch it with your body. So those are, it's kind of one of those deals where it's mind over matter that you just have to go out there and play and not try to think about the elements, but they are a factor. And to me, the team that's going to be tougher within those elements is going to be the winning team. That's, I think, why Alex and I are growing maybe concerningly confident, weirdly enough, for Saturday, is that I don't, they don't have anyone left on their defensive line. The Chiefs have proven to be a better running team, I feel like, lately from an offensive line perspective than even maybe in pass protection. And it's not like that's been a physical team at any point this year on on defense. So, like, to me, it's like at some stage, I do start to think that the Chiefs have the decided advantage based on all the things you're saying, Danon. Well, I think there's always an advantage when we're playing at GEHA Field at Arrowhead Stadium. That's, I mean, it still reigns true. Even back when I played, we thought the other team was down 7 nothing before the kickoff just because of the atmosphere, because of the fans, because of the involvement, because of the, the noise, all of that. Uh, but then when you put Amp It Up into the playoff mode and our successes here uh, in Kansas City, like, yeah, you're putting a lot of pressure on any opponent that comes in. Now, with that being said, I will say even if you want to contend that the Dolphins aren't as physical, they do have a track meet, a track team of guys that if you break a tackle, if you uh, lose containment, which we saw a little bit of that last week, you can can bet your 
<laughs> bet your bottom dollar that there's going to be a guy that can turn the corner and take it to the house. If you if you let a jet sweep with Tyreek Hill go, or if you have Mostert, if he's back and, and he's able to get to the edge, uh, now it's him running on the hard turf or the cold turf with you chasing him, and who's going to be the guy that's going to run faster in that in that circumstance. So, like, yeah, there is a component of who's tougher, but I feel like you have to be disciplined, and the discipline starts between your ears uh, in these type of elements. And it's going to be cold for both teams. It's going to be cold for the coaches. You've got communication, play calling, uh, you know, the helmets, the, what you're hearing inside the helmets, the, the crowd noise and how that affects everything. Um, deep passing. Are you going to take some chances downfield and, and throw the ball downfield? Or are you going to try to nickel and dime down the field to, to have ball control? So uh, all of those factors come into play. It's good that we're able to practice within the elements. The Chiefs were out of practice outside yesterday. Don't think they're going to go outside every day. But uh, to experience that on a short week for both teams, like I like our chances. Uh, I think we'll be the tougher team. It's just a matter of execution in the game. How big do you think it is, though, like a player, Travis Kelsey, got that that extra rest last week? I know he wasn't the only one, but I think we all could recognize, given his age and just he seemed like he's been beat up a lot the last mm-hmm. year. And this has also probably just been a very frustrating season on top of it. I, I feel like I'm excited to see what could be a fresh and healthy Travis Kelsey on Saturday, too. Oh, absolutely, because it's one thing to have the extra rest, guys, but it's the other thing of, not getting dinged up in that last game, not having a, a you know a twisted ankle or a stubbed toe or anything that even though you if you were Travis Kelsey you might have played a couple of series maybe one series to get your your uh, your marker thousand yard season over, who would know what would happen during the warmups during that series? So it's not just about, okay, well, he got an extra week of rest because he practiced every day last week. He practiced every day this week. So it didn't technically get a a full week rest. What he did get is an opportunity or one less opportunity for people to be banging on him. Uh, And that can bode well in this, in this circumstance. But again, I think, I don't think the, the rest factor is as big as the, the weather factor, like playing in that is different. When guys are huddled up by the heaters or sitting on the bench to stay warm, uh, you may not have as much communication on the sideline. Guys are focused on, you know, in their own little bubble as far as staying warm and what their tasks are. But are there is there communication going on on the sideline where you're preparing for the next series, you're preparing for something maybe you saw and got a glimpse of early in the game? Or is it just about <laughs> – self-preservation so like it's so many different factors that go into what you're doing on the field the coaches are you going to be interacting with the players as much or are you going to be trying to keep yourself warm on the sideline is the energy going to be the same on the sideline uh when you're going on and off the field the communication and packages we know that the chiefs team uh we like to rotate a lot of bodies in different defensive formations, different guys, Chris Jones moving to outside from inside, Derek Noddy being on the inside, but then you bring in Tershawn Wharton and Mike Dana, you move him over to the nose guard. Last week we saw George Karloftis uh, over the nose guard uh, in different packages. Like all of that happening when you're talking about two degrees or maybe even negative degrees uh, during the game at night, 
Like, those are the things I'm concerned about uh, as opposed to the rest that we had last week. Speaking of former Chiefs wide receiver, current color analyst, Danon Hughes here on Cody and Gold. Danon, you were on the Chiefs when Neil Smith made his return to Kansas City as a member mm-hmm. of the Denver Broncos. So <laughs> you've got some unique experience or perspective on this, on what it'll be like when Tyreek Hill returns to Kansas City. A little bit of a difference. Neil Smith went and won a championship with a different team. Tyreek Hill won one here, and then they won one without him. What do you think it'll be like for Tyreek on, on Saturday? Yeah, I think it'll be different. Neil, uh, at that time that he returned, we, he had not won the first Super Bowl yet. Uh, we had actually beat them on Stojanovic's uh, last-second field goal, and they, there was a video of him pacing up and down the sideline upset, which was fun for us. Uh, <laughs> but uh, for Tyreek, it's different because of you know social media and all the chatter that he's participated in and some of the digs and jabs that he's thrown at the organization since he's left and talking about Tua being better than Patrick Mahomes or being more accurate and, and you know, just just those little slights. I feel like it's very similar to – Uh, more similar to Jamar Chase than it is to Neil Smith because Jamar was challenging our defense. Even the mic'd up uh, comments that he made in Germany right before he fumbled and we had the scoop and score by Brian Cook. Like that's a different dynamic uh, for our defense and the challenge of like, you don't want that guy who's going to go down as an icon in in Kansas City history, even though he left. You don't want that guy to get off in this game on this turf. Uh, I was uh, part of the program. I I wouldn't say I was part of the broadcast, uh, the pregame and postgame show, one of the most electric times that I had been at Arrowhead Stadium when we were playing the Raiders. I want to say it was Monday night or Sunday night, and the crowd was chanting Tyreek's name prior to a punt return yeah. and he took it to the house and the place erupted. First, I had never heard uh, even during the Dante Hall and Tamarck Vanover era, I never heard uh, team. Uh, I never heard the fans ch- chant one guy's name that loud, uh, you know, all together. And the fact that he was able to take it to the house just tells you what kind of electric player he can be. Uh, and, these guys don't want that. Like, we don't want to hear the boos because he made a big play. We want to hear the boos because he made a mistake like he did in Germany. So uh, it's important for him, I'm sure. Uh, I'm sure he would have liked it to be in a warmer a warmer time. But uh, fact remains is this is where we stand right now. we got to stop him. We're talking to Danon Hughes, former Chiefs wide receiver. He'll be part of the broadcast on Saturday night over on 106.5 The Wolf. Uh, huge news in the last 24, 48 hours just in coaching world. Whether it was initially Mike Vrabel getting fired, then it's Pete Carroll, then it's uh, Nick Saban retiring from college football. Bill Belichick is in part ways today in a presser in about 15 minutes, although it looks like he's going to coach again. Is this uh, specifically with Nick Saban just, hey, new era, NIL, all this, and maybe a guy's just tired of change? Or do you think um, there, there's, I guess, more of a theme going on here across the board? I think there's a mixture. I was surprised. I mean, I think, what did we say, maybe a couple of years ago, Dabo Sweeney was supposed to be the one that yeah. was retiring because, you know, he didn't want to have NIL be a factor and, and God forbid, players uh, being able to utilize their their <laughs> their presence and, and popularity to gain any kind of money. Uh, so it's interesting to see that he's still coaching, but from perspective with Nick Saban and those guys, I just feel like there's times where you recognize that the game – 
maybe moving past you, not necessarily the X and X's and O's, but everything that's encompassed, the recruiting, the re-recruiting, the transfer portal, uh, you know, you're going into living rooms and making promises that a lot of times I don't think these coaches really believe. Uh, I know that one of the more valued aspects of my existence and commitment to the University of Iowa was because Hayden Fry came in my living room and promised me, my parents, that uh, he would give me an opportunity uh, as a student athlete at the University of Iowa and to play baseball. And to think that there are some kids now, a lot of kids, that are getting that same speech, and then the coaches leave and know that they won't be able to live up to that because they could be recruiting a transfer guy to come in. You're talking about top quarterbacks, top position players, and you know in the back of your mind that you have other quarterbacks proven at different programs that are willing to come to you. But I have to do all that and juggle all that, being older than 70 years old and and dealing with all the extras and then now seeing some more parity at the college level. I just think that the game just passes guys and you realize there's more to life than juggling all that is encompassed in college football. So uh, props to them. They accomplish a lot. He'll go down as the greatest or one of the greatest college coaches ever. But uh, I mean, I'm not totally surprised in this, this day and age that those guys are, are turning turning away from their long, uh, long-lasted career. Dane and Hughes, uh, players only tonight, right? Yes, sir. We'll be in. Uh, have Kendall Gammon in there with me, so uh, another special teams guy. So we'll be able to chat up some Chiefs and hopefully uh, move towards a win this Saturday. That's exactly right. Yeah, hopefully we're talking about a divisional round, maybe showdown with the Bills next week with you. That'd be a lot of fun. So appreciate it. Stay warm this weekend. We're, we're actually going to say – Bills lose. Hey, hey, hey. And I let's love have that. another game like at GEHA Field. How about that? Sign me up. And then yeah. the Browns can beat the Ravens and we can have three. It sounds <laughs> fine. It sounds great. There you go. I, I like that. I like that recipe. We're going to, against the chalk. There yeah. you go. So that was Dayton earlier today. And yes, obviously, if the Steelers beat the Bills, the Steelers, Steelers would go to Baltimore. I get that. I know we said that Cleveland, but still, the point remains the same. If the Bills lose, it'd be amazing. It'd be amazing because then the Chiefs wouldn't have to go to Buffalo. Possible snowstorm there give you any more confidence? No. <laughs> Come on, dude. That always keeps it a little closer, doesn't it? Uh, look, Mike Tomlin's a hell of a coach. I could see for a little while that the game is close, but I don't know if we'll ever Bills be watching. I don't know if we'll ever be watching the Bills Steelers game and truly think the Steelers can win. I could see it being like first half and it's 14, like 10 it, or yeah, or, or 10, 7, 10, 3. It could be 10, 3, but we're all yeah. like, wow, they just still don't have enough on offense against Buffalo. And yeah, if the weather makes, I, I, trust me, I would love for Mike Tomlin to shock the world and upset the Bills. It would be so good, not only for the Chiefs, but just in general. Like I'll be honest, like I don't really like the Bills, so it would be great for that, a lot of it. Of course. Yeah. I don't hate the Bills as much as I hate the Bengals. I, oh, we yeah. didn't even talk about Jamar Chase today. Oh, yeah. We, we had, had it in the rundown. Jamar, we didn't get to Jamar Chase. Jamar Chase. Clearly, did you hear, did you hear what he said? Thinking about the, the Chiefs. Thinking about, about the Chiefs. going to the Super Bowl, an AFC, NFC team. Uh, anybody but the Chiefs. Anybody? Ooh, I mean, head. look, it's fun for the rivalry. I love it, but also it he can't help himself. The Chiefs are always on that dude's mind, always in his mind. They own real estate fair, in his mind. To be fair, free real estate. Yeah, to be fair, put up condos, the man. Sports Center anchor said, "Are you going to be cheer- who? Who are you going to be cheering for?" They're like, "We, we know your rivalry with the Chiefs. Mm-hmm. Are you going to be cheering for for anybody in, in the playoffs?" So she referenced. He could the have Chiefs. said, "I'm not going to be rooting for anybody," but he said specifically, "Not the Chiefs." 
I will say it was. I mean, it's fun. Again, I appreciate the the personality of Jamar Chase. Doesn't mean we can't be critical of it, but I, he is fun. I also think, look, the reaction is always going to be the react when you run your mouth and then you lose. Yeah, you're going to have to pay. People are going to clap back. And there's three division rivals. Not like there's one. There's three division rivals in there. He didn't even say, he didn't not, say not the Browns. He's like, not, not the Ravens. T. Higgins picked the Ravens to go to the Super Bowl. <laughs> I know. And they're all like, nah, not the Chiefs. Did We're not get, doing that game. Did you guys notice in the video, because uh, T. Higgins played with Cornell Powell at Clemson, there is a Chiefs jersey in the background of T. Higgins' video. It's a framed Cornell Powell jersey. They were yeah, teammates. His, uh, it's funny because Cornell Powell obviously hasn't done anything here in Kansas City at all. If anything, he's been a complete bust, but uh, he's friends and teammates or was teammates with uh, Cornell Pouch. It's funny to see a Chiefs jersey behind future Chief T. Higgins. That was interesting. Hmm. Future Chief. Yeah. Yeah. Future Chief. I hope you're right. T's not rooting for the Chiefs either this weekend. So let's... He didn't say he wasn't, wasn't yeah, rooting yeah, for the Chiefs. Said, yeah, yeah, he said, exactly. I'm not rooting. He said, he said <laughs> I'm not rooting for them. They... They beat us in, or, and so, I don't know, so something along those no, lines. But I'm, I'm not he, rooting he for didn't team say anything but the Chiefs like Jamar did. He correct. said, I think the correct. Ravens are going to win, and he left it at that. Yeah. Again, uh-huh. it's free, uh-huh. free, the, living freely in that man's head. I am not going out on a limb by saying Jamar Chase yeah. will never wear a Chiefs uniform, and that is just, it's just the way it's going to go. Oh, well, Jamar Chase yeah. is not wearing he a Chiefs will, uniform. T. If, Higgins maybe does. If he's 35 and old and Who? the Chiefs want to sign him, Jamar Chase. The, We're not talking about Jamar Chase. Oh, I, I know. Nobody thinks saying. Jamar Chase is coming here, dude. That, that's like me saying that Justin no. Jefferson or any of these guys. Nobody thinks I never those said guys that. are I'm coming I'm saying here. if he's 35 and old and he still wants to play and the Chiefs say, hey, do you want to play with us? Or you retire? He says, I'm retired. Like, Jamar will retire. That's how much he hates the Chiefs. Sure. I mean, yes. T I just don't not, think that we'll have to T worry does about not that. have those same feelings, I don't think. Right. He's a smart guy. Smart guy. T, yeah, T is going to – well, T is also a pending free agent, so he's not going to start going out bashing people yeah. on the well, hypothetical correct, correct. that it would be there. Correct. Yeah, Jamar knows he's going to be in Cincinnati for sure. T, on the other hand, said he wanted to be back. Joe apparently <laughs> navigated his contract uh-huh. to the point where they could keep all of them. So and Joe's claiming he, he Joe Holmes said, claimed that about Chris Jones once and he's not going to be here much longer. Joe also said, as a matter of fact, that he doesn't know what life would be like without T Higgins. Hmm. So I think it's the, expe- talking, it, it like is the a, expectation already heard X. It's the expectation. I don't know what life's even going to be like that. He comes Dude, back. Pat didn't even say that when Tyreek Hill left. I know he definitely did not say that. Which he is, still had his guy, Travis Kelsey, which makes me think they're. I think they're, they're going to pony up and they're going to tag him. Cause I don't think they have the money to pay him long-term. They tag him one more year. And if they happen to be struggling for whatever reason, they'll trade him. Okay. Or they'll just ride it out, I guess, and then he'll become a free agent because I don't think anybody would trade for a tagged player, I guess, in that regard. I don't think so necessarily either. I think once, unless especially his to, price. Yeah, unless I mean, they it, needed to make a Super Bowl run or whatever and they wanted to. Tag a wide receiver has gotten... 21.6 yeah. million, I think, is the estimated yeah, it's a uh, price. Cost. Look, no wide receiver is cheap, but 21 million, I mean, that feels like it's more than T. Higgins would get on the open market if an available free agent... Why would they tag him if that's less than his market value? That's a dangerous right, game to right. be playing. Yeah, it's going to be very interesting to see how it play, plays out. I mean, the T. Higgins wide receiver free agency conversation, There, I want T. Higgins here. I think this year, I wonder, did he lose money at all he by not have. being healthy? You know what I mean? Like, did he cost himself some money by being a little banged up? I don't know. Time will tell, obviously, as we get to the new league year, which is still a month and a half plus away. Mm-hmm. All right, we're back at it tomorrow. Red Friday show, Club 610 Friday, getting set for the playoffs. Jay Binkley will be in studio with us. Pete Sweeney's going to join us. James Palmer from NFL Network. We're loaded up for a playoff Red Friday tomorrow right here on Cody and Gold. For now, though, we hand things off to our guys, Rob Brenton and CDOT right here on 610 Sports Radio. 
Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Celebrate and save at Ashley's Anniversary Sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep Mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry, built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. And with available features like heated seats and a multimedia touchscreen, you can stay connected in comfort and style. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle. From the hip and agile sedan to the sporty hatchback, there's a dependable Corolla built just for you. Plus, both Camrys and Corollas are available in hybrid models. So no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and affordably. And right now, your local Toyota dealer has more vehicles in stock and is making delivery on new vehicles almost every day. So visit your local Toyota dealer. And check out amazing national sales event deals on Camrys, Corollas, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Offers end April 1st. Toyota, let's go places.